Hi. Welcome back to It's Crazier Crazier in My Business. Episode 24. Wow. I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's 24. 24. Look at us. 24 episodes. I know. We keep doing this. We do this all the time. We're like, wow. (laughs) I'm always excited. We were like this on episode seven. We're like, wow. (laughs) We're going to be surprised the entire time. We just keep doing them. I know. It's almost like we have a podcast. We're really in this. Yeah. And the people, they listen. That you guys listen. We love you for it. Yeah. And we're back at it. We are. Have there been any new developments since the last? Oh, my gosh. You want to hear the huge development in our lives? What happened? The house is painted. It's done. (gasps) It's Finally. finished. The doors have been remounted. One of our jams had to be repaired. Okay. But it's done. We're done. It's done. Yeah. And it looks good. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, hi. Thank we're you. your hosts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Do you want to start from the top? No, I think we could just say who we are now. Who okay, are you? I'm Tavi. And I'm Becky. What up? We're comedians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is not the first episode of our podcast it's not when we do this but we we did this last week where we didn't introduce ourselves. i know but we're supposed to be fully hinged for this episode <laughs> yeah, <we're>, so. <laughs> okay get it together it's actually well, okay but let's be clear last week we were recording earlier That's now true. we're recording later <laughs> so we're also tired we're really now. off balance this is gonna be like a delirious episode I yeah think. it's okay i'm gonna try um, to rein it in yeah <laughs> who knows how it's gonna go i'm not gonna try to rein it in i just hurt my butt on my own couch yeah she did and i'm in pain it's unfortunate also uh this fetus inside of me like one two socked me from the inside i love that probably because i ate too many skittles earlier mm-hmm. and she was hyped up but it still felt <laughs> It felt very disrespectful. <laughs> um, that's what's going on inside of me. <laughs> I'm being bullied both internally and externally. Yeah. Externally by Tavi, but mm-hmm. internally by. I thought Ben was the one bullying you today. I've been very nice to you today. That's I've been extremely That actually nice. might be true because we did not talk on the phone all day today. Yeah. But you for sure bullied me yesterday. I don't remember what it was about, but it definitely happened. Mm. Did you take to- your prenatals today? No. Yeah. You didn't call me today. I'm here, though, telling you, so you should take them before you go to bed. Okay. Well, it's already basically tomorrow. I mean, so well, that gonna- counts for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you should be taking them without me telling you. I don't know why you have to make this a whole thing. Okay. Now you're telling our listeners. First, we go to the Christmas party. Yeah, I did. Oh, so you're going to talk about that. We had a Christmas party um, at one of our clubs out here in Sacramento because we, did. we didn't get to have one because of the panini. And Tavi was out there telling everybody my business. Yeah, she was telling mine, too. I didn't tell any of she your business. She said Tavi doesn't take her iron supplements. Because <laughs> you don't. But also. But I'm also not soon I to be a mother. I that as retaliation. Mm. Because she was telling all of our other friends that they need to tell me to take my prenatal vitamins. Because they should. She tells me every day. I'm pretty sure that our listeners. This is probably the only subject in which people would wholeheartedly agree with me. It's not even up for debate, man. I don't You're disagree with, with you. I, I don't disagree that I need to take my prenatal vitamins. Mm-hmm. I don't think I need a task force. 
You do, though, because you won't take them. You literally, I didn't talk to you and you said it. You didn't call me today, so I didn't take them. So obviously you do need a task force. No, I just need you to remind me to take them. Okay, I'm a task force and I need help. No, I need <laughs> but help. why on Saturday did I have three different people tell because me that I needed to take I my Because sometimes I can't remember to do it and, and I've I, told I them this. I still didn't take them, to exactly. be honest. That was my bad. So even with the task force, we're, we're <laughs> there's not enough hands on deck for you, honestly. <laughs> All right. If anybody wants to sign up to remind me to take my prenatal vitamins. Just DM her. She'll get tired of it on Instagram. Send her DMs about taking her prenatal, y'all. Anything else? Um, No, I think that's it over here. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. I'm so sorry. We did do stuff. I did. <laughs> I featured at a show in Crystal Bay. Mm-hmm. That was uh, fun. Um, I mean, sad things happen afterwards, and that sucks. Um, I don't think we need to talk about it on the podcast, but, uh, we got to stay in a hotel room that didn't have a door on the bathroom. Oh no. Yeah. Um, had a really bad mattress, no food mm-hmm. <laughs> by the time the show ended. In the town. Uh, yeah, but there was a 24 hour Safeway. So there was food, but nothing was open gotcha. out there except for the Safeway. So we had some ribs some five dollar four dollar ribs <laughs> from safeway we ate them in bed with some jojo potatoes yeah uh tepid jojo <laughs> potatoes <laughs> we just had a little bed picnic and then we took a three-hour nap and drove home <laughs> um yeah that was fun yeah i went to brunch got to do a guest set at punchline that was cool that's all tell us about you tell us about your week what happened well we went to the party we went to the party night before that we were actually at last we went to the little yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, we spent two nights in a row at last unlimited stayed way too late way too late for that that party party. we were we didn't get i was up until 5 a.m that's wild i was up until 5 a.m that was not because the party but we didn't get out of there until closer to one Mm -hmm. And I had no intention of staying. No, because it started at seven and we got there at eight. <laughs> I know. And we were there till one a.m. We just posted up in the showroom and, and had a great time. It yeah. was really good. I mean, it's one of those uh, things where I didn't realize how much I missed being around certain people and like different comics in the scene um that just make my heart happy robert moto makes my heart happy anthony k makes my heart happy yeah they're good people to be around and taylor anthony k was super clutch we love taylor we do um and taylor's honestly the only person who really understands that i'm not a vicious person and i love that about him thank you for having my back bro he doesn't even listen to the podcast uh you never know even if he doesn't i still love him should I mean, be out there yeah, in the world um <laughs> i love taylor too what else? Yeah, I was I got pretty drunk for a moment at the party and also got very sensitive. Becky told she told someone else that she loves me and oh doesn't God. know what she'd do without this me. Again? Yeah, the listeners need to know. She won't tell me, but she told Tina. I have for sure told you that I love you. Not that you don't know what you would do without me. That's a very heavy statement. Oh my god, this is so annoying. I love you too, Becky. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe that you're just going to use my words and tell them to the world. I didn't even say them to you. No, I heard her in the stairwell. <laughs> like a her creep. Voice, her voice echoed while we were leaving the parking garage. It's not a very smart move. Whatever. But it needed to be known. The universe is like, you need to know how she feels about you. I was Ugh. like, I did. I did need to know. Outside of that, I got a new camera. 
Oh yeah, you did. Did I tell people I got a camera? Yeah, so we're, you're about to get some high quality content here soon. I'm very excited. We I did announce today that our show, you know, is being live streamed Woo-hoo! via Zoom. My have a show August 26th that we're doing at Laughs. Becky will be hosting, and we are selling tickets to the Zoom live stream. So I know a lot of you have been like, "Hey, how can we see your stand up?" Because you see all my videos, and you're kind of just like. What do you do on stage? This is a great time to see what I do on stage, to see what Becky does on stage mm-hmm. and some of our uh, nearest and dearest who are also super hilarious as well. Yeah. Some Arguably slightly more hilarious than we are. So Sacramento scene favorites. Um, there's a link in my bio to that. If you want to catch the live stream, we'd love that. Or attend the show if you're local. Yeah. If you're local, come to the show. But if you're not local, which I know some of you are, Go ahead. Live stream it. It's August tw- uh, 26th. Starts at 8 p.m. I'll be there. Yeah. With my will. bump. Yeah. Because she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I think I had a pretty um, mellow week. Uh, got off probation. I also announced on my Woo! TikTok. Congratulations. Yes. Still a little bit upset about some things regarding that. But you will hear all of that. That's this is not this podcast is for. <laughs> I will be making a series of TikTok videos about my experience in jail. Since obviously I was on probation, I went to jail and what this probation experience has been like and some of the fucking injustices because cops are fucking terrible. Mm. Ga- uh, guards are terrible. Parole officers, probation officers, the whole system's fucked. Uh, and I want to talk about it. So I will now, now that it's out in the open. And I know there were people who were leaving comments like, oh, how come... I didn't know I had a couple of you who listened to the podcast actually comment like, oh, I had no idea. I scrubbed my socials when they start when my following started to grow because I was speaking out a lot against types of bigotry and those types of bigots tend to want to catch you up on things. Mm. And I wasn't going to like give them an in while they're ha- they're hateful to me wanting to be even more hateful to me, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, let's see what county she lives in and call them and just make a false report. Because even if it is false, they'll, you know, investigate everything. Yeah. Use it I- anything as like a way in. So it wasn't like I was just like trying to hide at the time i just didn't want any more trouble but now that it's out i'd love to talk to you all about it so you can also feel free to ask questions in the podcast about it i'm pretty much an open book um if there's anything you want to know but i will be making videos about it going forward so you can look out for those as well that's it for me yeah this week i think i'm excited Woo! off probation back to crimes okay (laughs) ready to do some crimes i feel like we talked about maybe not doing that Ready to do some crimes. Can you wait till after the baby's born? (laughs) To do some crimes? Crimes with the baby. No. Baby will help me with the crimes. Maybe. They'll be unsuspecting because they'll be like, who with a baby would be doing crimes? (laughs) Not I. Don't get my minor child (laughs) caught up in some dumb shit. In fact, the best time to do crimes is when you're a minor. I need to just. Just make sure she's under five. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, we do have questions this week. <laughs> because that's what we do here. This yeah. podcast, in case this is your first time tuning in, uh, we are an advice podcast. Yep. And Tavi and I um, receive questions from you, the listener, and we give you unprofessional advice. Professional advice. Unprofessional, unprofessional. advice. I'm a professional doctor. If. Practicing medical physician. Not true. Yes. If you need advice for anything on anything um mm-hmm. home repair what shows you should watch on netflix if you've broken a bone how to reset it how to- i would know because i'm a doctor how to change your brake pads 
Yeah, I actually do know that as well. Yeah, we are here for you. Also, mm-hmm. you know, basics, relationships, establishing Anything, boundaries. I like love that. giving relationship advice the most. Mm-hmm. Becky's always pushing for life advice, like, oh, my plant. I like breaks. relationship I advice. I love relationship I advice. I want like a thorough backstory is yeah. the thing. So like every time, like... I need I always need more information yeah um also because I'm just nosy but Mm -hmm. yeah we're here to give you advice on anything if you have a question a burning question a not maybe a tepid lukewarm question Mm -hmm. that's fine too uh click the link in the show notes and you can you can submit yours and we'll answer it on this very podcast yeah and that's what people have done our listeners have done that and we have questions to answer yeah, yeah we do okay let's get let's jump right into it let's do it one listener writes Why do so many people of color follow and defend Christianity when it has colonized their land and destroyed their cultures all over the world? I want to understand why. Well, in short, because that's how colonization works. Literally. (laughs) The answer's in the question, baby. What's up? The call's coming from inside the house, I think. Um, I'm low-key insulted. Yeah, no, I didn't like this question. I'm going to be completely honest. Um, I, you know, we love our listeners. We love that you would write in. And the good thing about it being anonymous is just this. Right. You can say whatever the fuck you want. If Also, I was it was brought to my attention that some of you don't know that our submission link is anonymous. Oh, it's yeah. Anonymous. It's very anonymous. We have zero idea who writes this. The only way we would know if it was you is if you submit via DM or email. The submission link is anonymous. Um. That being said, it feels like this is not a question from somebody who is a person of color. Right. Um, And I don't necessarily like the way it's worded. The curiosity is okay. Like, I I understand, like, wanting to know. It feels very resentful and blamey on the victims of colonization. It's pretty hot. Yeah, like, why do so many people, I just want to understand why, like, we (laughs) we follow. Why do people blindly follow? And defend Christianity when it's, like, we're stupid. When, realistically. (laughs) Lives were at risk. Yeah, I mean, that's what Becky said. That's how colonization works. And the, the parts of it, culturally, that are insidious, like, do trace back to, like, religious practices. Just anything that we do. Mm -hmm. We didn't have control over this. I mean, half the time slaves were learning how to read from the bible right if someone gave them a chance to read that's what they wanted them to know so i don't really think it's a fair assessment to ask like a question like that with that kind of vitriol behind it i don't really i don't i'm not liking that um but i also want to say i think you're really referring to the western world right because uh the majority of black people elsewhere are different faith Mm. muslim faith you know islam's very popular um, it is the second most popular religion in the world. And I think that, you know, putting this all on just like black people. There's is... also a decent amount of black Jews. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, if you're asking why Christianity among black Americans is high, it is because we were enslaved. Right. Like and taken over here. And that is, that's it. This is, I mean, if you know anything about America, we're founded on Judeo-Christian principles. It's kind of hard to escape that any person who is like American born wouldn't have some connection somewhere in their lineage to Christianity. Mm-hmm. I mean. And yeah, once, you know, these ideals get generationally passed down, unlearning them is a pretty huge task. Yeah. Which I think we're also seeing in, you know, the millennial generation and yeah. in Gen Z is sort of like a more of an alternative view in regards Absolutely. to religion or spiritual beliefs. Um, so that's why you're seeing sort of different points of view now yeah. but it, it 
definitely just stems from yeah that's mm-hmm. how this is how colonization works and i can tell you as somebody raised in the church i mean like we're talking about it's hard to undo it's super hard to undo my family owns a church we i heavily like read the bible front to back several times kind of religious this was my punishment was like reciting scripture and staying up all night to memorize these kinds of things um my religion is also very strict and also slightly abusive but um i'm not in that anymore but i can still tell you that that stuff is still instilled in me. Mm-hmm. I still get the urge to pray when I'm scared, when I'm nervous. I still tell people they need Jesus. I still use like religious types of rhetoric because it is my reference point. Um, and it becomes and so, so intertwined with your identity. Right. Of like who I yeah. am. Like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, God help these people. Or like, like bless your heart. And do. it's just, it, it's there. Like I'll, I even say, I'm going to pray for you when somebody's doing something stupid. And I don't pray regularly. I mean, mm-hmm. I pray when I'm like very terrified because it is a source of comfort at this point. Because that was something I was doing. Um, and I'm not I don't not somebody who identifies as Christian anymore. Uh, my spirituality, not important, but uh, it is it's different and it is not Christian based. But those things are with me and it's really hard to let go of them. I even try to catch myself sometimes. I'm like, what am I talking about? Jesus and God. But, you know, it's there. I was already taught. Mm-hmm. It's all I knew from like, what, zero to 15. You couldn't tell me anything else. So that's half my life. And I don't know what they I don't know how you expect people to want to undo that. I would also say that a large amount of black people have that same experience where we find strength, comfort and community in church mm-hmm. and in a place where you can't really trust a lot of things. People put a lot of their trust in faith based systems. Um, heck, our church was, you know, doing food drives and really helping out. And it's kind of like uh when you're comforted by something like my mother was a single mother. We used to get food from churches. So you almost feel sort of indebted and drawn into these places that offer you assistance. Right. And church is one of those places. That's kind of the thing I hate about it is it almost does prey on people who are the most susceptible to being persuaded to join that. It's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, look at these people in need. Hey, if we feed these homeless people, they'll come to our church. And we did, we had a lot of homeless people or how unhoused people, sorry. Um, come to our you know church simply because of that they knew they were getting a meal after right. church and it was just another way for people to you know minister to them and uh yeah i think that whole in itself is really predatory it's a whole other conversation yeah oh well, there's but, also yeah <clears throat> just like the emotional manipulation that exists yeah. in churches like i remember experiencing that um especially for teens like yeah. youth ministry is like such a Oh, God, manipulative right. experience. I don't like it. But it, yeah, I think that these are things that until you get to a point where you can like think more critically and question right. what has created you. And you want you. to. Sometimes they don't want to think more critically about right. it. Because they're comfortable like yeah. in that situation. So I think the question, I mean, obviously, I think we've answered it, that that is just a result of colonization. But also ask yourself why black people haven't, felt comfortable leaving it behind. Mm-hmm. I think that's a better, or not even just black people, people of color haven't felt comfortable leaving that behind. Right. And it's this not, is like also you know, both of us speaking very strictly from like a um, black American perspective. Yeah. I can't speak on other POC. Yeah. Like on I, a, you know. Realistically, it's not my not place a, yeah. to speak to that experience. I only know mine. Um, but yeah, just don't make the people who are the victims in here seem like villains for clinging to what they have very victim blaming yeah i didn't like that that. no 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 um okay but when we know better we do better thank you thank you for your question though 
Um, we have another question, obviously. Second question. Listener writes, can you give a lady some advice on how to know if a nail salon is good and what to ask for? Becky seems to have great taste and Tavi might have a nail addiction. She does. I am kidding, but the doc does not shy away from talking about her nails. Not the doc. I love it. <laughs> also, what do you mean Becky seems to have great taste and I'm a... Di- I have great taste. Yeah, but I mean, I do have great taste Oh my also. gosh, shut up. Okay. You want to take this one then? No, I mean, if you want to answer first. I look for um, very specific things. So, I mean, I've talked about this before. I have two different nail places. I look for different things. Um, it depends on what you want. I think the my first advice going into getting your nails done is know what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, have a picture in mind. They say this about hair, but I say it about nails as well. If you, you need to go online and just search nails. If it's French tips, black nails, red nails, search for the nails that you want first so you can understand like how they're supposed to look or how you want them to look Mm -hmm. and then going out and finding a nail salon is i would say if this is your first time ever going to a nail salon you need to go online and read all the reviews nothing less than 4.5 stars i'm not kidding you literally and you're like 4.3 absolutely not trust me when I say this people have very low expectations for their nails a large amount of people have no idea what the shape is supposed to look like Mm. if that nail salon has less than 4.5 stars they're bad it's just it's what it is I don't make the rules okay I would Uh, say the only exception to that is if they're under new ownership so also like make note of what the reviews are my favorite nail salon um that I love that's in Roseville took over from a different owner okay and upped their stars by two and a half stars oh wow over the course of like two and a half okay. months so make sure you're reading the reviews and you're seeing like if there is right. a change in management or ownership if they have a website or an instagram check yes. out their pictures go stalk through it. them stalk them if their comments are turned on read them damn comments absolutely every single one of them see who is talking mess what their nails looked like if they were happy or satisfied um obviously they're still gonna put their best foot forward mm-hmm. but i've seen some pages where it's like if this is the best you have i'm definitely not going like if this if these are the nails on your instagram page absolutely not <laughs> Because everything else was worse than this. And I've got to pray that you did this good of a job. So, um, yeah, check out. Do as much research as you can about the shop. When you get to the shop, you need to take the picture of the nails that you wanted with you. If you can't find your exact picture, um, you need to at least know what the shape and design is. Color is interchangeable. Don't focus so much on finding the right color because they have colors. You'll mm-hmm. be able to tell them, I want this, but in red. Right. So look for what the shape looks like. Look up nail shapes. That's the first thing. Look up nail shapes. Not every shape looks good on every hand. That's something you're going to have to pick for yourself. What you like. There are pictures of nail shapes. There's a whole list. Um, and nail techs are familiar with the shapes of nails, you know, whether it's coffin or stiletto, squared, oval, almond, they know what they're talking about. Um, but bring a picture of the shape and bring a picture of the design so that they can replicate it. Ask them before they start if they're comfortable doing this, if they know how to do this. Right. Literally. Um, not every place has stencils, which a lot of the new designs that the, you're, that people are seeing of nails are stenciled or it, a lot of places don't can't freehand those kinds of designs like intricate sort of lacing, really detailed flowers. No, they're doing basic flowers with the dot, dot, dot swirling the lines together kind of thing. I, I mean, that's just going to be the quality of the nail shop you go to. You can also do personal technicians 
also look at their Instagram pages. But if you're going to a salon, you've got your picture, you've got your design, they feel comfortable doing it. You just need to not be shy about speaking up if you notice that the shape is off. Your shape of your nail should go straight from your nail bed, curve up and go straight out. Yes. Say it one more time. Your The shape of your nail should go from your nail bed, curve up, but not like disgusting. Not like not a, a hill, not a bump. No, not smooth. like a yeah, smooth curve up and straight out. Now, if you get them very long and you like them curved in, there are girls who do that as well. But you're like, if you're looking for a natural look from your nail bed, curve up and straight out and there watch are, them because yes. they will try if if they think that you don't know what you want. They will try to mm-hmm. leave it lumpy. They will. Okay. It won't be smooth. You'll notice it, but it'll be too late. And then you'll want to go back and they'll try to charge you. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So just make sure that your nails look how you want them to look. As close to the nail bed, as close to your cuticle as you can take it. Yeah. To make it look the most natural. There are also pictures online that will show you what a good nail is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. I recommend looking at those to make sure you understand. Because that's the main complaint I get from people is that the bump near the cuticle which is just it's It's, lumpy and gross yeah it just doesn't look good yes it makes the nail look super bulky it's not fun Mm -hmm. um some people like a bulky nail though um which is fine but it still needs to be smooth yeah if it's thick it still needs to be smoothed out so i think the only thing i would add to that is definitely decide like what your what your taste and what your style is um i think tavi and i have very different style when it comes i also haven't had my nails done in like a year and a half um, but I'm like, very, I really mostly go for like a oval shape and a solid color. And I'm a coffin and I like it ombre. I like marbling. I'm a, like, I like to mix my colors. Yeah. And yeah. I, that's not me. Um, so like be, know what you want. If you go in also, like if it is a newer shop, maybe you do want to try something that's just like a little bit more classic to see that they can do that before you challenge them to do the next thing. That's... Mm you know, a personal preference. Um, also, if you like pedicures, get gel. Yeah. Get a gel pedicure. Mm-hmm. I know that it seems expensive. It's worth it. Um, Honestly, get gel everything. Why are we doing Truly this? get gel everything. Yes. But like specifically with a pedicure, I feel like it is going to last so much longer. Mm-hmm. It looks better. It's, I think, better for your toes. Yeah personally um splurge spend the extra money and enjoy your pedicure for a little bit longer also i want to be specific and say you didn't say you were looking for fake nails if you're just getting your regular nails done i'm not the person to ask for advice on that oh me either i add this fake is specifically nails. This is like literally a, like add, dip we do or acrylic, acrylic or, yes yeah so i do a lot of acrylic that's another thing even though i get like a gel top coat i mostly do acrylic colors because i don't like chipping or possible peeling yeah which is yeah so i i my acrylics are the marble and that's only way that they really do marbling these days if you do try to do marbling with like just polish it kind of turns into like a watercolor look which is fine too they're actually pretty yeah but um yeah i do a lot of acrylic based so if you just want to get your regular nails done i don't i don't know but also if you see nails if you see somebody that has nails that you like Mm -hmm. ask them don't be afraid to speak up either i know a lot i have social anxiety but i swear to you the nail salon is the only place that i do not mind being a straight up bitch 
every time. And if you're a good customer, mm-hmm. it's fine. Oh, I tip very well. Yeah. And I and I mean, I say bitch, but like I'm not being rude, but I'm being assertive. And I say bitch in the way that like people mean it in the sexist way. Mm-hmm. I am a strong woman and I will get what I want when I go somewhere and I'm paying my own money for it. So they're there to help you and get you what you like. When they ask you if you like something, take a moment. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with taking a breath, holding it up. It's not rude to examine your nails right. before they continue. Because the harder part is, is once they have, if you do get it painted or if they are like putting on the acrylic, if you, they do acrylic, let them do one nail and look at and it. And then look at it. Don't let them do half your hand and exactly. then be like, I don't like it because yeah. that's disrespectful. Now I will say with acrylic, they will be shaving them down. So if you look at one nail they did, understand that it is a process. Right. Um, so when they put the acrylic on, yes, initially it's always bumpy. They're going to, they're going to file it down. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a whole smoothing process they're going to do. If you've never gotten your nails done before, I know you wouldn't know that. Um, but if they are just like painting it and putting it on, you can still have some sort of an idea of what it looks like. I would say still, before they put any sort of top coat on, look at your nails Make sure that they're good to go. Make sure it's everything that you wanted it to be. And if you have a question, ask them, why doesn't it look like this picture? Yeah. Look at the nail here that I'm showing you and stand firm because some people are really going to argue you down about this. Mm -hmm. And trust me, you will get plenty of nail technicians that are bad or new um, or don't have the skill set you're looking for. And it is trial and error. That's why I do love the fact that I found two shops that I like and know what I get when I go there. Mm -hmm. Um, So... If you're worried about that, I would say reach out to a friend if you have one who gets their nails done and say, hey, where do you go? Mm-hmm. If you've seen your friend and you've liked their nails. People ask me that all the time. I'll be out in the world and they'll be like, oh my gosh, where do you get your nails done? Also, go with a friend. If you want to go yeah. with a friend, if that's something that would make you more comfortable. I prefer to go alone. I have friends that love to go like get their nails done with another friend. I like to go by myself. I can take it or leave it. I can do it because it doesn't really matter to me. I feel like a lot of people envision getting their nails done as like a different experience than it is because in movies, it's like, look at us sit right next to each other and chatting. And more often than not, you are not sitting right next to each other. You're like across the way. I'm fully dis- disassociating yeah. when I'm getting my nails done. Exactly. Too. I'm like, mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. If they're doing a good job, I might fall asleep. Yeah. I'm just over here passing out trying to make sure I stay awake. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'll go with my friend, but you can go with a friend if you want. Yeah. It's a relaxing experience. Most of the time you don't want to talk. And once you're in it, you're going to love it and you're going to keep doing it. Yeah. I'm sure that, I mean, I imagine you've gotten your nails done before, but like these are good tips for just like yeah finding a place that you want to stick with. And my last piece of advice, honestly, is don't always judge it by like what is high end. That's why I say look at the reviews and sometimes they will be skewed by like, oh, what amenities they offer. Like one of my places does offer wine and I love it and it looks more upscale Mm -hmm. and they do better nail designs, but the shape is not there all the time. Mm -hmm. Depending on who you get as your technician, the nails might not be shaped the way you want them to or not filed down enough. Don't judge a hole in the wall nail place because people are still talented whether or not they can play rent on a bigger building right. and afford, you know what I mean? Like nice luxury chairs. There are some really good places that just have fantastic artists. Um, give it a try. If the reviews are good, give it a try. If you like what you see, go there. I mean, obviously don't go somewhere that's like disgusting, but you know what I mean? We still want hygiene standards because if you're getting a pedicure, you know, we don't want infection. Yeah. Do not. This is something that I learned when I first started getting my nails done when I like I was in my early 20s. Um, if they're a place that like, like if you go in and you have acrylics and they try to pry your acrylics off with another acrylic, that is not your nail salon. Do not go back there. 
with if another not soaking, acrylic? Oh, yeah. I had a place that did that. They would grab like a, like not a, an acrylic, but like a fake nail and they would pry off acrylic. Oh, they do do that. They will try to. Okay. So they'll try to flip. Uh, first of all, it hurts. It hurts There so are bad. places that will do that. I don't necessarily know that that means all of the places are bad. I think some places think that they can get away with it. And that's the problem. That in itself, I guess, would say that they're bad. But well, they're not caring about the integrity of your nails. Right. That's why I don't like it. Advocate for yourself. Foil wrap acrylic. It comes off so much easier anyway. They'll tell you it doesn't. I also uh, or you uh, really warm water and dish soap and a soak. The problem is it takes longer. Yeah, it does. Um, And you're really not going to get that in any of these places that are doing your nails for less than $100. Sorry to break that to you. Um, that's a personal nail tech who's going to sit there and let you soak your nails in warm water and soap. Yeah. Or it's going up because there are like when I go get my nails, I pay anywhere from 65 to $80 to get my nails done. Yeah. That's about what I pay. Yeah. And that's kind of what you're looking at. Okay. At least out here. We can move on. Well, I hope we gave you a lot of information. I know. We're really, we, we gotta, <laughs> we're like, we got to spend time getting the nail it's conversation important. down. Um, also, if anybody wants skincare advice, write in because that's oh, yeah. my favorite thing. <laughs> Becky will take the rinse all the way. <laughs> I really um, will. Okay. Next question. Sorry. All right, <laughs> our last question is, how do I establish boundaries with my father who is controlling and overly invested in my quote unquote mistakes that he gets angry when I don't do what he wants. It's not clicking that I'm a financially independent adult and he doesn't actually have a say. Yikes. Yeah. Um, boundaries with parents are tricky. Mm-hmm. I just waited for mine to die. But, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I had to, I had to put like really strong boundaries between my mother and I when I was in my mid twenties. And it was, uh, it's difficult. I think that when it's somebody that is constantly having an opinion on your personal choices, um, I think what happens is you have to sort of limit the information that they have access to. Mm. So whether that means, um, you know, being very transparent with them and being like, I'm not in a space where I want to share my life with you because I feel like I don't have your support. So I, you know, I'm going to keep to myself for a little bit or, you know, whatever it is. Like, I think being very transparent about what your feelings are and then sort of establishing like this is where I'm at. And, you know, maybe we can come back and talk about this in a few months, but I'm going to take a step back. Um, And just like not engaging in conversation, not engaging in the criticism. If, you know, you're receiving you know, hateful comments or whatever it is, just be like, okay, well, now I understand that this is something that we don't need to discuss. Let's yeah. talk about something else. If you don't give fuel to the fire, if you don't give fuel right. to, you know, or give any opportunity to have an opinion on something, then it's much harder for them to speak on you. Yeah. So really just limiting the access that they have to your life and your choices. I agree with that because you can really only control you. Right. So, I mean, as much as people overstep or, you know, cross boundaries, you can control that by just simply, like she said, not giving them access, not giving them the information. Um, I will say my uh, advice for establishing boundaries is be prepared to lose people. Mm. I don't think enough people are really establishing boundaries because they can't commit to them. Yeah. And part of a boundary is like, this is what you're not going to do. This is what you don't allow in. Um, What's something you're not tolerating. You just don't, you know, it's not accessible to you. And that might mean cutting people off in, I mean, it may be in more than just information. I'm not saying you have to abandon your dad. um, But I have to be very um, 
personally with my own mother, I have to be very strict about the way specifically that she speaks to me at times, the way Mm -hmm. she chooses to communicate and just let her know I'm not having this conversation. Like I'm not going to do it. And if that makes her angry, that's what it is. I will hang up. I will let her know. Like, we're not going to talk about this anymore. I don't want to do this. You're going to a place that I feel is disrespectful or you're not hearing me. You're not really addressing this. I think we've gotten into a place where the language you're starting to use is manipulative, like emotionally manipulative. And I would just don't talk to her mm-hmm. until she's re- like prepared to have a conversation that I'm comfortable with. And, you know, both parties in that conversation need to be comfortable. Um, but I'm also prepared for my mother to be upset by that. Like, I know my boundary is going to be upsetting and boundaries typically are, especially if you haven't had them before in a relationship, which mm-hmm. I know we've talked about on this podcast. People are very upset with new boundaries. Right. So establishing them means you have to be willing to risk um, a fracture in this relationship or losing the relationship altogether. Um, I know you said that you're financially independent. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. That part is really important too, because like, um, that was something that I struggled with with setting boundaries with my mom was like feeling so she would try to bait me mm-hmm. with the benefits of her being my mother. And those benefits are real. I have kept many a relationship in my life understanding that I didn't I wasn't ready and I wasn't prepared to burn a bridge mm-hmm. that I needed. Like right. I really needed that support. And I was like, all right, let me just bite my tongue, suck it in, put up with it, deal with it. Um And I don't necessarily always think that that's for the best of yourself, but it also depends on what situation you're in. If you can't afford to cut off that lifeline or that extension, don't do that. Yeah. Navigate this very delicately. Yeah, Because because you are, you will hate going back to grovel. Right. If you fuck it and realize that you, you actually do need them. Yeah. Um, And that part is hard. That's that's really hard to navigate. Yeah. And that was, I remember like dealing with that, um, I mean, I also was really shitty and just pitting my parents against each other. Um, so I would call my, not talking to my mom and be like, I need yeah. to talk to dad. And then I'd be like, dad, I need a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> which, <laughs> which really never stopped. But I, yeah, I think that it's really important to, to remember that like when it is a parent that, you know, has a lot of opinions or is bringing up a lot of mistakes that you've made or whatever that may be. Um, usually when you do set that boundary, like they are going to be like, well, don't come crying when you need or blah, 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 or whatever. Or I was going to do this for you, but since this is how you feel, you know, um, never mind if I'm such a bad parent or whatever. Retaliation is real. It is. Like that kind of emotional abuse is real, but also if you're using them, that's real. Like, I mean, let's, these are both things that are, I mean, obviously unhealthy in relationship dynamics, but they happen and it's honest mm-hmm. and um, we can't speak about it. Like these kinds of dynamics don't exist. So because they, are, they do and they it's do. very real. So um, just really weigh out um, what that looks like mm-hmm. and I think establish boundaries accordingly. Yeah. And you know, I mean, sometimes all these things can be solved with a simple sit down conversation. Um, but you, in these situations, you have to be willing to understand where someone's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, let me reread the question, because it said that he was having trouble whenever you make mistakes, quote unquote. Um, overly invested in my mistakes. Um, I'm going to give your dad a break here. Parents are overly invested. And I wouldn't even say overly. They're just invested. They're invested. Because they because, made you. Yes raised you you're their flesh Ex- whatever i mean even if i mean even like, if yeah. they're not their flesh yeah, like that's you, they, you are theirs they reared they invested, you of course they're yeah. invested years <laughs> decades 
You think just because you're 20 now that they were like, oh, no, it's fine now? No, no. they're literally like... Because whatever your mistakes are, are their own. Like they, a, they feel it's a reflection it of them. My yeah. mother will look at me all the time and be like, I can't believe I did this. I raised this. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I make... You're not the only... I have to like calm her down and be like, you know, I went to school. I learned some of these things from the people in the world that I've encountered. It's not all you, ma'am. But then sometimes I'm like, it is you. You did this to me. <laughs> So understand that I don't even think it's fair to tell a parent that they're overly invested because you're their kid and like but anything it, it less be more than the, about being yeah. hypercritical. Oh, yeah, absolutely, though. Which and is I like think that's that, where the boundary should be. Yeah. Is that like, yeah, if they are just constantly, you know, criticizing you and uh, your judgment, that's a conversation to have. Yeah. And you can be, I think, be honest about it because what is it about the criticism that bothers you? Are you somebody that has an issue being questioned at all? Or does it make you feel small? Mm-hmm. Like, are you saying like, I don't like it when you criticize my actions because it makes me feel like you don't think that I'm smart. Right. Or you don't trust my decision-making skills. Really get to the root of what, like, why the criticism is bothering you. Because, and yeah, and I did that. I remember having those conversations with my mom where I was like, I'm frustrated when you say these things to me because mm-hmm. it's it assumes that I am not somebody that can make competent decisions for myself. Right. That I am not capable, that I am not smart, that I'm not aware. And I find that insulting because I feel like you raised me to be a consciously aware and intelligent human being. Right. So when you say these things, Mm -hmm. I feel, I feel bad. Yeah. And I don't think that's fair. And I think that like, cause a lot of times, you know, when you have two different perspectives and you're not talking about where you are, mm-hmm. then a lot of things get misconstrued or miscommunicated. Right. So, so maybe, you know, offer that chance. Sit down with your dad. Let him know how it's making you feel genuinely. Um, try to, you know, leave a little bit of the guard down and be open to hearing what he has to say. And really take it in because it could just be a place of caring and wanting what's best for you. Um going forward and try or trying to you know teach you another thing parents never stop trying to teach us stuff Mm-mm. like i know that they should yeah and you th- <laughs> but people think they're like oh yeah. my gosh i'm an adult when will the lesson stop and they're just like no i have so many more things because they're also still learning their lessons right and so they want to pass them down to right. you like they learned that they were unaware and they want to say something my mom would come to me with just new facts did you know yeah mom i did thanks for trying to include you that I appreciate you trying to keep it's like when we get annoyed oh our parents are all sending us links and did you hear about this it's like they just want us to know stuff like they really just want us it's to really be sweet like when well you look equipped. at it yeah. <laughs> when you take like five steps back you're That's like, what's oh. like I, I love our listeners but I really want to be like give our, we do need to give our parents a break yeah just a little bit of understanding it should have come with like age to know that nothing if you this is a question I asked myself in regards to all of my relationships relationships and I would like to share it with the rest of you is that when I get into an issue with somebody I sit down and I ask myself does this person love me mm-hmm. do I feel that this person loves me and my definition of love does not allow for them to be saying anything to me maliciously so if I believe That's that good. they love me then I believe that the things that they say are to help me yeah. not to hurt me and that solves it for me I can sit down and talk to anybody because nobody I love would be that way to me. And once I stop being able to say, I think this person loves me, then that's the problem with the relationship is that I no longer believe that this person actually cares about me. Mm -hmm. And it helps me through. So go through those, run that series of question and, you know, see if you're, see if you feel good. The last thing that I would add is if you do sit down with your dad and you do have this conversation, um, because you are the only person that's solely in control of yourself, please like, 
do the best that you can to navigate it as like calmly and kindly as possible because like mm-hmm. our parents know how to get under our skin oh, and make absolutely. us upset and aggravate us. So like if you can feel yourself reaching your threshold, it's definitely 100% okay and acceptable to be like, okay, I hear you. And I'm so grateful that you took the time to like speak with me about this. I don't know that we're going to get any further in this conversation. So I think that maybe we should pick this up at another time. And then yeah. just like let that be the end of it mm-hmm. so that like nobody leaves the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But you certainly are like, I've protected my peace. I did what I could. Mm-hmm. I established my boundary. I can circle back to this later. Absolutely. Because there's nothing worse than like ugh, leaving a conversation with a parent like in tears or like angry or like just so frustrated yeah. and misunderstood. So really just like know what your threshold is and protect it because we're all about protecting our peace, right? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Well, that's our well, questions this week. Very I hope. intense. It is. I mean, yeah. the nail question was a nice Ooh. reprieve, but <laughs> like, yeah. And even then, we got it very passionate about nails. Who knew we were passionate about so many things? Yeah, I did. Yeah, we did. I did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> um, but we are here. It's that time. Before we get into this next segment of our podcast, if this is where you stop listening, we appreciate you so much for being here. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Oh That's Becky. You can check out my stand up at Oh That's Becky.com. Um, and if you have a question and you would like advice, you can click the link in our show notes or the link tree in my bio on Instagram. Tavi, where can people find you? Ten toes on the pavement, hanging, banging, slanging, thang, thangin'. Instagram. TikTok, Twitter, at Tommy Talks Trash. Yeah, and I have a link tree in my bio as well with a lot of links to stuff, including our live stream comedy show. Yeah, So you can buy tickets to that. Also, you know, links to all the other stuff, you know, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all that. And thank you so much for listening. Now it's time for Bachelorette Recap. It's the Bachelorette finale. Three hours we watched and it was kind of stupid. But it's over now and we're going to tell you about it. Bachelorette (laughs) finale. (laughs) Oh, wow. That was really good. (laughs) We talked about so many things during that three hours. Oh, we did. We talked about some things not related to The Bachelorette. So many things not related (laughs) to The Bachelorette because there was just a lot happening. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Or Bachelorette. Mm -hmm. My bad. Um, Wow. We have a lot to unpack, but I also don't want to... I don't want to, <laughs> we can't delve in too deep because there was a lot of emotions. We have to just, we got to take it from the top. We have to take it from the top. We open to what is different for me because our, typically I feel like our last, like for Matt's season, we just watched the episode we through. Did. Yes, we did. This time we had like a walkthrough, like they were half with like an audience live. Yeah, it was like a, it was. And then they played the episode and then we had like guests come out and explain different segments, like people who are present there about different things that happened. So we start with like Tasha and Caitlin just in a studio with an audience there. Yeah, they're just like, hi. Yeah. (laughs) And then they call Katie out to do like a recap up into when we... To what we see, essentially, right. like what was last week like um, and kind of going over the Greg leaving situation mm-hmm. um, because he left and they ask her about her feelings and she talks about how heartbroken she was. Um, and she was pretty vulnerable, I think, yeah. in that moment, like in the beginning. 
Um, and just really very much like, uh, because we knew that Greg yeah. was going to come back on and she yeah. was like, I don't know what I'm going to say. Yeah. Like we could definitely tell that she's taken a, a change emotionally from like the wreck she seemed to be on that episode when he left mm-hmm. to being a little bit more pissed off than sad. Yeah. And we hadn't gotten a lot of insight in that because it's the beginning of the episode. Right. So we can just sort of sense the tension. Right. Um, and of course, they showed us clips of like them arguing later on, but we'll get to that. So yeah. that's what we got. A little recap from her about her hurt, her feelings. And then we go back to the episode. Where we see Caitlin and Tasha again mm-hmm. <laughs> at the resort. Right. Um, Telling uh, Blake Justin and, and Blake, yeah, yeah, that Greg had left. But their, that their journey would <laughs> be considering. And Justin was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Which was very fake. It seemed like they had to take that 15 times because it just didn't make sense. Also, Blake was wearing a cream color that made his eyes look amazing. Oh, my gosh. They were sparkling. Yeah. I'd never. Which was Blake very beautiful looked really good. Yeah. Because he has never really. I mean, he's been very Tasmanian double S. I almost feel like we're getting warped by the fact that there becomes less of them. So now we just get to stare at one and we're like, oh, he's kind of cute. <laughs> Because by the end of the episode, I was like, Justin looks good. I've never been into Justin this whole time. I always thought Justin looked good. He was all right, but he looked really handsome. I was like, that's a good looking man. Um, So yeah, they they got told that their journeys would be continuing. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, what happened? She had her first... Fantasy suite. Fantasy sure, suite. She had like a one-on-one that, yeah, turned into the fantasy suite. And it was Blake, which mm-hmm. interesting choice that it was Blake first. Yeah. Blake um, went first. And they, she took him to meet her family. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, no. Oh, wait, no, no, no. That was, I'm that was after. After. Yeah. Hmm. So first it was like they had a one-on-one date. I'm trying to remember they, oh, did the paint, water balloon. Oh, yeah. It was, it was really terrible. bad. What it kind was such of a final date. date is this? They did paint balloons in which Katie was destroying him. He wasn't even trying. Right. And then they hot tubbed um, in a dust storm. <laughs> Yeah, they got the, the signature bachelor hot tub that's in the middle of nowhere. They're always ready to construct at the drop of a hat. It's so weird. Um, yeah, they got in the hot tub and shared a lot of moments. Having talked, she talked a lot about Greg, which yeah, we were like, was very weird. This is weird. Like, it's one thing to tell. She knows Greg is gone. Yeah, it was just odd because she was just like, oh, yeah, let me give you like a rundown of what my week has been like. And, and I, I feel almo- like I don't. almost wanted to quit when Greg left. It's like, wow, bro. Like, that's a it's a weird thing to say to your boyfriend. It is. It's really weird. Um, So that was just kind of like awkward. And he just like was so consciously aware of like being recorded yeah. and trying to be engaged and trying not to be like irritated or just right. like frustrated with the whole situation. I think he maintained his composure very well. Yeah, Blake was really good about it. Um, Just like received that like, oh, I'm here to support Katie, not mm-hmm. be upset about her being upset. Um, And then they went to dinner. They had their dinner and Blake was, he basically was like, uh, you know, he'd been holding back saying I love you. Right. Um, but, you know, with the, everything going on with Greg, him realizing that, like, you know, what love means to him is that he would never leave 
after saying that kind of thing. Um, and it sort of highlighted to him the way she felt so intensely about Michael and Greg leaving that maybe that they had expressed emotions differently than he had because mm-hmm. he had also been holding back. And he wanted to let her know like how much that word means to him, which is a sentiment that Katie has echoed that she hasn't she wasn't going to say, you know, she loved anyone either. But Blake did say it. He said, I love you. Yep. And um, that he wasn't going to leave her, mm-hmm. which I feel like personal opinion was exactly what he needed to say right. to a woman who had just been abandoned by who was the dude she really wanted, to and be fair. And also another dude prior. Yeah. I mean, she's several times said that Greg was a front runner. Greg was it. We know how in he was for Greg sure she gonna was. Get a rose. For yeah. sure going to get a rose. He's gone. And now Blake's being like, I would never have left you like that. I love you, which is just right on time it's for true. somebody in that position. But we'll get to more of our opinions on Katie after that. But she said it, it back. back. <laughs> the fuck? Katie? After this Miss whole Katie, time. Miss, I'm going to wait until I, the very end to tell anybody. Yeah, I genuinely think that she uh, said it back because Greg left. Yeah. I think had Greg been in there, she would have kept her not saying it. Absolutely. Um, But it was one of those at that point. I think she felt like I don't feel like lo- I don't feel like leaving here alone. Right. I think was Katie's thing. I'm gonna be honest. I think she was more concerned with how she looked, and that she needed to give it to somebody, and it looked like she, you know, and got- Blake made the most sense. Yeah. Because yeah, Justin didn't. Yeah, and so they said they did their I love yous, and and then they went and ate cheesecake and, and- spent the night in the fantasy suite. Right? Which. Can we get some better beds every, well, the last two seasons, I've watched, I say every season, like I've been here from the beginning, but the last two seasons I've watched, those beds do not look comfortable. They no, look they have hard. no give. They don't look soft. They don't look plush, yes. which like, if it's a fantasy suite, yeah. give me a fantasy experience. I want a pillow top mattress. Can we not get a pillow down top? Down pillows, down comforter. Like, give me a fluffy ass, hella nice, white room, lots of candles. Those white pillows look petals. like they make you break out. Mm-hmm. I was and they not. they kept having, no. fuck, I can't. I don't want to see another Aztec print blanket. <laughs> we'll get I'm to so more of that. No, we're going to get to that. In the, uh, okay, mm. we'll get back to the decor. But yeah, um, so they did that. They woke up in the morning. They had breakfast in bed, mm-hmm. um, which looked just messy and not not ideal. I don't yeah. like breakfast. In I bed. don't like breakfast in bed either. I don't. I believe you need to be sitting straight up to digest your food properly. Do not complain about acid reflux if you're somebody eating breakfast in bed, halfway reclined, laying down. No, shut up. I don't like that. <laughs> And then they were off to meet Katie's family. No. First she met with Justin. (gasps) Oh my gosh, you're right. Wow. I my timeline Mm -hmm. is very bad. Justin was was three hours. It was three hours. We're we're jumping around. But so then Well, let's first Yeah, it was it. Yeah, we're right. No. It was met with Justin next. She met with Justin and uh had a conversation with him. And he He was was so so excited. excited. He was so excited. He was talking about his future with Katie. Wanting to, you know, he could see it going forward, getting really excited for their date, their fantasy suites, just to meet with Katie. And we knew it was going to be serious business. Jacket. We love Olive. She saw him. She did not run up and jump on him. Mm-mm. That's how you knew that yep. it was real serious. She was not in it anymore because Katie loves to jump. She does. Into someone's arms. And I don't blame her. Do what you got to do. Um, and she told Justin that it uh, that she told Blake that she loves him, mm-hmm. which was really kind of shitty because the week before Justin was like, I'm falling for you. And she right. said nothing and said she wasn't going to say it to only one person. So that kind of gave him the, you know, 
right there, but um, she let him go. And, and said, said that, you know, all the, you know, pleasantries, the whole like, you deserve so much more and yeah. I care about you so much mm-hmm. and I just want what's best for you and this is what's best for me and yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. And he looked very dumbfounded. Um, I don't think he looked like, I don't think he felt completely blindsided, but he was hurting. I think he thought she would have at least done him the courtesy of like keeping him there. Yeah. But I think she thought it was a courtesy to just like let him go. Right. Especially to be like when she's saying like, oh, you know, I don't for you not to meet my family and all this kind of stuff. Like, I don't think we need like it's not fair to meet my family. And it's like, well, you met a lot of people's families. So, right. You know, it's kind of weird. But. And that was sad. They had like a pretty, yeah. you know, peaceful goodbye. It was, yeah, it was pretty tame. Honestly, they keep saying it was like emotional. Um, and then they went and we got back to the studio Mm-hmm. And got to hear Justin's feelings, yeah, on the situation, and that was, um, I, you know, watching it back, like what he had said when he was like watching it back, and how he had felt like, um, he had just sort of been kept being kept around, like by default. I think which he, he didn't really address the entire. Yeah, way. I, didn't and like I that. think it's because like he hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what happened. He, he was, was just kind of like sneaking his way through. Well, he wore that great suit. Mm-hmm. That's what got him there. Was yeah. he wore an amazing suit? The mustard suit. Oh my gosh! I mean, we'll never forget. He really he, he pulled he it out the right out. time. He did. He did. That mustard Good suit move. saved his life. He someone helped him pick that out. It's good. It's a showstopper. Um, oh wow! Honestly, Justin looks good. He was looking good at the in the studio when he came to have he, the he live chat. He always looks good. Yeah, he's a very handsome man. Um, so we did see that, and he, you know, he talked about that, and he talked to Katie about it, and I, yeah, I feel like Katie just kind of like dodged Justin. I, it kind of felt like she was over it when she sent him home. Mm-hmm. Like she, I don't think that she really cared that much to have the conversation with yeah. him afterwards. She was just like, "I'm done. I'm over you." Um, she was polite, but I thought, yeah. I, yeah, it was annoying to me. I felt that she was pretty mm-hmm. dismissive of like what happened in the grand scheme of things, which is really yeah. that like he was down to the bottom two. He was or the yeah. top last two. And you know what we didn't talk about? Hmm. Katie's dead eyes when Blake was right before he said, I love you. Oh, yeah. You're she right. was dead eyed. listening to him like confess like she all kept, his like, looking at his mouth. I'm like looking the, the through way him. I will never believe so that Katie is over Greg. I will never believe it. It will never be. You know, some people are like Jennifer Anderson still loves Brad Pitt. That's going to be me, Katie and Greg. 10 years from now. I'm like, Katie still loves Greg. Oh, she yeah. has like two kids with another man. And I'm just like, she wants Greg. That's what she fucking wants. Um, because she was just not invested until Blake was like, I love you. And then she kind of like wide eyed open because she it was like her cue. <laughs> To be on. Yeah, that's true. She's been taking a very, like, uh, PR-heavy stance to answering questions and to, like, interacting very with people. Very passive approach, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not a fan of it. I think, actually, this episode is probably solidified. I don't, I don't, she doesn't feel genuine. I think that she got so produced, she learned how to produce. Yeah. And so, because mm-hmm. she really nailed, with all of them, um, I saw like th- through the last half of the season that she really learned that if she just let them talk, that they would do all the work. Absolutely. What she didn't learn was that she needed to fix her face all the time and she mm-hmm. wasn't mindful of how she looked. Yeah. But she was just like letting them talk like, mm, yeah, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, like what they did to you. And she's like the queen of a cry voice. This is just like really hard for me. Oh my God. 
and I'm so very emotional. And not one tear comes, but it's just very. None of them. Oh, I was so irritated. I can't listen to that quivering such voice. Bad anymore. actors. Ugh. Give me cast, recast. Um, so then yeah. we met the parents. We did. So we go back to the episode at a studio, what was pre recorded, and she takes Blake to meet her her parents, which is really her because her, her dad her is aunt. deceased. Yeah. Her mom, her aunt. And uh, aunt was Blake it Lindsay? brought flowers. What's her aunt's name? Lindsay. Lindsay. Yeah. Lindsay. I don't remember mom's yeah, name. Yeah. Blake though. bought flowers and Lindsay literally was like, what the fuck is this? They Gave zero fucks. Say, you know, they All cut her audio off them her on mic. the ground she and they ended up, up on, on the ground. ground. Lindsay was like, what am I going to do with these with these flowers? Which I agree, Lindsay. If anybody hates on Aunt Lindsay, shut up. Because if somebody just hands you flowers, not in a vase, those are going to die. They're going to die like tomorrow. What is the purpose of this? I guess I get it now like now that we're talking about it i am like really thinking and i'm like they flew out there literally they flew out there to meet katie's man slash men and he brought them bouquets of flowers that like what are they gonna do with them travel home with them they're gonna be dead by the time they get it's home so true i really didn't think about it like that people don't she was think really when they're just buying like flowers. what the fuck unless you're taking them Bring immediately cookies. to a vase yes cookies chocolates maybe an Anything. edible arrangement Maybe, perhaps. I always feel like they're too big, and some people don't really like all the fruits. Oh, you're right. So you might as well just get chocolate-covered strawberries because that's all the people want anyway. Yeah, they do do those weird cantaloupe pineapple. Yeah, and nobody and wants those. those. Also, I'm never really happy with the quality of fruit in an edible arrangement. It feels like scraps. Fair. So just go buy some. But cookies or yeah, something yeah. nice, chocolates. Yeah, and I bet you Aunt Lindsay would have loved that shit. Yeah, Honestly, you know, you're right. gonna, if you're coming to meet me and we're having a meet and greet, bring me a fucking taco plate. That's what I would want. Please. That honestly is exactly what I would want. <laughs> like, I mean, and I will eat them while I'm asking you questions about my niece. Like, absolutely. That's, so. ugh, what a beautiful thing. That's, thank you <laughs> like, for putting that out into the universe. I love that. More people need to stop being afraid of bringing savory foods for people to eat as a gift. It's true. I brought Becky a loaf of bread today. Oh my gosh. And it's such a nice loaf of bread, you guys. <laughs> okay. It's fresh. Normalized it is a fresh drink. loaf of it is. bread. I watched them slice it. Mm-hmm. It's fresh. So she's going to be really happy. With that. But normalize that. Instead of bringing your friend's stuff, bring them things they need. I mean, obviously, a bottle of wine is always great. But like, bring some food. People yeah. love food. It's great. People do love food. It's good for them. Um, but yeah, so we met with that. Her mom seemed nicer than her aunt. Her aunt was grilling her aunt gave Blake. Zero fucks. She told Blake he didn't matter. <laughs> she like was a like, few I don't times. Like, I don't care about this. She hammered it in. She's like, actually, we you don't matter. We all, you're here because she wants you here. Nothing more than that. You'll never be more than that. And you need to be secure in yourself while I tell you that you're nothing. <laughs> she was low-key hateful. I loved it. Um, I loved but it, was it because very real. you got it. If you know that that's the type of family you come from, someone's got to usher them in. And I guarantee you her aunt Lindsay is not the worst one in that family. That's probably oh, no. why she's like that. Because my mother used to be like that to my uncle's girlfriends. And they thought my mom was the worst of it. And it was like, no, there's a big dog at the top of this fucking chain <laughs> oh who raised them all. <laughs> Who is going to be terrible. And it probably isn't Katie's mom. It's probably somebody else in their family who's like very influential. And it's like, if you can't, if you can't get past on Lindsay, you're going to have a hard fucking life. So yeah. I was there for it. And probably because they are, but you know, I mean, I, I liked it. I was here for Blake it. Blake seems stressed. He didn't have all the answers, yeah, he was which like, is yeah. good because I don't think he should have, ex- he should have been expected to have all the answers. No. But like, they did ask some important questions. Like, what's, with you where going you back live? and forth to Africa, who, uh, where are you living? What's like, the, he yeah. lives, he's from Canada. He needs to go to Africa. Katie lives in the States. How is this going to work? 
So yeah. they need to figure out logistics for sure. A lot of distance sure. there. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, so we saw that. And then. Um, he had to pick out a ring. Oh, yes. The ring. And met with Tasha. started feeling the weight of his decision. And they always do this with every episode where they make him. Right. Yeah, like question himself. Mm-hmm. Is this what I want? And. Yeah, that's it kind of made it seem like he wasn't sure a lot of the time and mm-hmm. what, what was going on. Um, and then we got on to the proposal mm-hmm. stage where Tasha was not wearing something that was for the daytime. Um, it was a very nighttime outfit. <laughs> it was a, a sequin tuxedo. It was all black sequin tuxedo. And she would have looked fire if it was after 8 p.m. Yes, but it was but not. because the sun was still out in there in the middle of a desert, she it made no sense. She also looked like she was hot. hot like, just, like, no actually reason. uncomfortable. And then, of course, her and Caitlyn didn't coordinate. Now, Caitlyn's wearing a yellow, a mustard. Well, not mustard yellow. Like, sli- well, I guess yellow. A, yeah. Like, yellow. Like, yeah, like regular yellow, yellow. yellow mustard. I think it was satin. Very flowy. It was a nice dress. Not next to Tasha though. No. Both of them were not. To- they should have coordinated. <laughs> They should have really coordinated like a look. It was look. very like black tie meets cocktail hour. Like they were going to different events. They really were. And, and neither I wish, of those events. If was, they were friends, oh, we they should have talked about it. Oh my what? gosh. We forgot to talk about <laughs> the burning of the Zabora. Oh, that was part of their little at the end I of the day. After the, yeah, they, Zora, Zabora. They, bur- they said something about their fears and the love. And then they burned this really scary monster. It was gross. That's why I tried to I tried to forget about it, honestly. (laughs) Okay, but back to okay, so then yeah, we're at the engagement stage. Um it looks like a fucking roadside store. Katie was wearing a green sequin dress which had nude underlays, which I hate. Mm -hmm. I hate them all. She had them under her arms and across her chest. The dress also didn't fit. It didn't. They should have had it taken in. She does yeah. But it was probably one of the better dresses she's worn this season. Mm Mm-hmm. I just wish the nude underlays weren't there. Or at least they were a different color. Like, stop trying to make them nude as if I can't fucking see it against someone's flesh. Right. I can see it, and it's gross. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then Blake proposed. He did. In, in, what, in a New Mexico desert with a bunch of cultural appropriation surrounding them. Right. I do believe that there was a reservation in the distance. Yeah. And I'm also they also did it in front of what was clearly like a rapidly depleting water rate. Yeah, it was gross. Which was sad. It was really sad. So none of it made sense. They went over the top, making it very tacky looking. Um, I just it was gross. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Um, And then we went back to the studio. We watched them ride off into the sunset on horses. Yeah. One of the horses was about to take a shit. Caitlin and Tasha gave themselves props. They were like, we did it. We did Which this. Which I like tried to shade. And then we yeah. immediately realized that we would have <laughs> yeah, been exactly, exactly the same. same. They were like, we're responsible. And I was like, yeah, Becky, if we hosted this, we would have said the same thing. You're welcome. Look at what we did. We helped you find America. love. Um, because, of course, Katie accepted his proposal. Um, and they, yeah, they rode off into the sunset. And then we go back to the studio. And, of course, Katie and Greg have now got to come face to face. Which I, I'm going to tell you right now, I have a problem with. Because we had saw on the previews that it was going to get a little bit heated. And I was like, not after you just got engaged to Blake. You're giving Greg all of this anger. It's not making any sense. And this was a very tension-filled, stressful. Yeah. Greg came inter- out encounter. first. He looked great. Eyes oh God, twinkling. so Teeth good. white. Hair perfectly coiffed. 
We loved it. We did. He looks good. He came out speaking and he spoke like really solemnly about it. It was kind of just like, yeah, it was really sad, but I left and I'm happy for her. She found the person she's going to be with. And it seemed like, oh, okay, Greg's on good note. Income Katie. Hot. Hot. Didn't give him a hug. Mm-mm. Just sat down. And then the audience was like, ooh. Yeah, which was annoying. <laughs> but you know they're being prompted. Of course. They were very much so prompted into that. Um, yeah, and they began. And Katie basically told him that if he really loved her, which I hate. I hate that phrase. If you really love me, you would shut up. Shut up. It's <laughs> Nothing matters after that sentence. You don't get to tell somebody how they love. Right. Period. You can establish how you would like to be loved. Right. Um, you don't get to say that he didn't love you. It's not your business to tell anybody how they feel. I really, I, it's disgusting. Um, but she's basically, if you really loved me, you wouldn't have left me. You don't know what love is. And really called him out for his uh, acting career or lack thereof or his it aspiring like acting empty, career. It was, an, it was sort of an empty... Uh she was dig? just using anything to dig at his character. Yeah. To be fair. And I was like team Katie. And I still, I go back and forth now. I'm. I've a, been team Greg. Yeah. I'm back and forth only because I do understand what Katie means when she said she watched the show back and she was constantly reassuring Greg every week. She gave him reassurance. And I will say on Katie's behalf, she reassured Greg constantly and gave him way more than she gave any other contestant in terms of reassurance, in terms of like affection and time. Mm-hmm. She, like he had two one on one dates before people had any. That's true. Like Greg was very much always at the top of her list we know that and i think that he was asking a lot of her i do understand that he was asking a lot of her but i also feel like in all that time that katie had given and all the assurance by actions i don't know that she was communicating her feelings with him right and i think that when you're not verbally communicating these things Mm -hmm. then there is room for misinterpretation and i think the fact that these men were like Mm -hmm. in isolation they only had each other to talk to they're in the fucking desert right um there's a lot of time to like over dissect and like feel Mm -hmm. like you know i've had all these conversations i don't know how meaningful they are because you're not necessarily comparing like you're like, I know that he had the time that he had, mm-hmm. but he also didn't know what was happening with everybody else's time. Right. He had no and idea. And whether it was more valuable, whether they were having more intimate conversation. And I just, like, really feel felt for him in that. But what I thought was so interesting, the dynamic between the two of them, was that, like, Greg seemed very, like, peaceful. Yeah. He came, you know, he was he very was much like at kind peace of, with yeah, what happened. Exactly. And Katie came in aggressive. She's aggressive. holding on to a lot of stuff. She is not over it. She did not move forward. Yeah. She did not move on. She was very much like back and in that moment. And I think that that's moment. the part where I start being more on point with Katie mm-hmm. is because she obviously was at least emotionally invested in him. That's true. Um, Because it is getting to her. And that's not to say that I don't think Greg was emotionally invested, but I think that maybe it was at different levels and it was kind of unfair for him because because I don't know at a certain point if it was so hard that you couldn't watch or date other people and all these things I would expect a little bit more mm-hmm. from you Katie held on to this for months to this anger she's going to be approaching him and now like getting to air out her grievances and all of this stuff so she obviously cared about him and from my perspective I don't really like her she you know throwing his acting in her face because the whole entire thing between the two of them seemed like they genuinely liked each other but were also genuinely in it for their bag 
like came mm-hmm. on, wanted to make a career, wanted to get promotion, wanted to get deals, wanted to get any sort of clout and notoriety from the show. And it feels like they had an agreement. Hey, we're on the same page. We want things for our future. We see eye to eye. We want to be in entertainment or at least in some sort of spotlight. I'll pick you at the end, but you got to stay secure in your position. And I think Greg stopped being secure in that. Maybe he wanted more. Maybe he didn't. I kind of think, and this is like what I was thinking the entire time we were watching it, is I really do think Greg wanted her to leave with him. I I think he wanted that moment. Yeah. I think he wanted to be one of those seasons. And both of them let their love of what was happening in terms of like a limelight dictate where their relationship went. Katie was not ready to give up being on TV. Yeah. And she was not done with it. Like she even said, I wasn't done with my journey. But the way she said it was like, you wanted this to keep going longer. I also think that maybe in Katie's defense, because we had just seen the last season of The Bachelorette, Claire Crowley left. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that there are like some pretty rigid contract contractual agreements um, slash obligations where I'm sure Katie couldn't really leave without some type of negative repercussion. Anyone smart enough understands that those are pretty empty threats. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are contractual obligations, but what Bachelor Nation doesn't want is a bachelorette they're beefing with constantly. They're already dealing That's with true. that with Rachel Lindsay and they hate it. Yeah. Like they really hate it and they can't do anything about it because anything just makes them look worse. What are they going to do? Get mad because Katie found love? Isn't that the point of the show? Mm-hmm. So if Katie left in a genuine effort to find love, yeah, they would be mad. And that's it. I don't think that they're suing Katie. I don't think they're taking her to court. I don't think they're getting money off this. It's really one of those clauses meant to scare them, to deter them from doing anything. That makes sense. It's not, they're not enforcing that shit. Yeah. And I think anyone smart enough would know that. So, because what are they going to do? Sue you in front of the world? I don't know how smart I think Katie or Greg are, but. I don't know. I didn't like it. I also didn't like, it seemed like the producers got to her when she was, he was saying like, I'm getting bachelorette Katie. I'm not getting like the real Katie. And she's like, that's me. I am the bachelorette. Which, like, not anymore. And it's like, first of all, you were the bachelorette. Little slip up there, Katie. Katie started feeling herself. Yeah. Those producers really hyped her up and made her start believing the hype. Like, hey, you're the bachelorette. It's what you say goes. This is, they're here for you. You make the decisions. And Greg highlighted it, which I was happy that he did stand up for himself by saying, this is an equal relationship. One person isn't higher than the other. Mm-hmm. Which then you pointed out something very uh, good or insightful, I think, was more of like, I feel like there's something Greg is holding back saying because he doesn't want to air her out on right. TV. And at that point, I was like, yeah, because relationships are complicated. Mm-hmm. And if you do really care about somebody, even though they're taking shots at you, you're like, I could take some shots right now, but I'm not going to do that. Because, because this yeah. person is like, a, you know, that I loved is very clearly like moving on. Yeah. Is in love, has and chosen their path. Yeah. So let me like respect that. Exactly. Which makes me love Greg. I. I think both of them had their faults, but I do think that in this situation, I think Greg is a more likable person than Katie is right now. And the loser here is Blake. Because how are you going to watch your fiance <laughs> argue with her ex on stage, still saying that he was the front runner, right? that she has all of this love for him and being angry about it? Like, I'm sorry. Are we or are we not engaged, ma'am? Have we not been in lockdown and isolation together for these last couple of months? How do you have that much anger when you've been literally shacked up with Blake? For months now. It's 
having just the two of you if anything you should be obsessed with blake and be like you know what greg what we had was really beautiful yeah it is what it is it took this and yeah i was hurt at the time but now i ultimately understand you helped me see that blake was always my person that's how it should have gone yeah it didn't because he didn't leave me and what i realized is that i need somebody who can stay with me right through thick and thin Thank you for letting me know. That that and the way that you. she was like, I'm very happy. Oops. Yes. And you can take <laughs> subtle shots if you still want to take your shots without seeming so miserable. Mm-hmm. And she was not afraid to let us know that she is not happy. <laughs> she said, I am very happy. No one in the history of ever has ever been very happy when they say I am very happy. First of all, who says they're very happy? No one. No one. No one says they're very happy about anything. I'm ever. happy. <laughs> I'm very happy means I'm not happy at all. I've Uh, never been worse. I'm very sad. Help me, please. So, yeah, that was really sad. I feel bad for Blake. That relationship's going to last as long as Katie wants it to last. And I think she is because she was one of the older girls in The Bachelorette, right? Isn't Katie like 28? And that's not old, but like according to TV, it is. Yeah. Claire Um, was the oldest, I think. She was like 39. Right. But yeah, she's Um, 28 or 29. So I think Katie is at a place where she wants to get married and she wants to settle down. And so I think that that relationship will last as long as she wants it to, honestly. And she may be ready to just like compromise on that. I do think she's always like has a thing for Greg. I truly believe that she cried backstage, got drunk and went home and fucked Blake and thought of Greg. Yeah. Oh, I think. Yes. She absolutely hate fucked Greg through Blake. Mm hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, it is what it is. And I'll never stop believing that that she wants Greg. And I think Greg is like at peace and that's good for him. He looks great. Yeah. She tried to air him out too and say like, he's not this shy guy. He's this confident guy from New Jersey. Yeah, but who's, still yeah, hot, Katie. Hot shit. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I, yeah, he's very hot. I don't also don't think that I ever got Greg as being a shy guy. I always got him as being a sensitive individual. Mm-hmm. He seemed overly sensitive. And if maybe she's saying like, he's not that sensitive. And I'm like, eh. He seemed pretty sensitive. I think most of these guys are pretty sensitive. I think guys in general are more sensitive than they like to let on. I also just think in general, I think... To be on this show, like to get as far as they get, most of the men that get that far are pretty sensitive men. Michael A, sensitive. Mm -hmm. Connor, sensitive. Like these were Andrew, very sensitive. Justin, I honestly didn't get a lot of sensitivity from Justin. I think he was very closed off, but he was an artist and we love that. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, I think that covers it for us. They're together. They're together. Blake and Katie engaged. Woohoo. Um, we have Bachelor in Paradise coming up soon, and then we get to see Michelle as the Bachelorette. Yeah, I don't. Are we gonna do Bachelor in Paradise reviews? What are we doing? You know, this time I really will put a question in our Google form, and yeah. we'll let our listeners vote. Do you want us to do Bachelor in Paradise, or do you just want to break from the Bachelor stuff until the next season of Bachelorette starts? Yeah, I'll add. Um, I will add a survey. And you can let us know. You can also, yeah. if you want to pitch a segment to us. Absolutely. If there's something you think we should talk about more in depth that we've kind of glossed over, or you just want us to constantly have like one devoted topic or just anything, yeah. just give us we your can ideas. Do it. I'm down to do like a topic of the week for a few weeks. I'm down to, we can do whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let us know what you want because we care mm-hmm. about you guys. And we want, you want to some you- recipes. You want a little recipe segment? We cook. Oh, we could do that. We'll, like, we'll give you a recipe of the week Yeah. to try. Oh, and then you could tell us how it tastes. Okay, I might do that for fun for me. But anyways, no. Um, yeah, I'll that's teach you it. guys how to make a candle. Oh yeah, and Becky got me a candle. That happened. Oh yeah, week. I didn't make that candle. She didn't though. make that it, but she it. got it for me. Um, no, but I can. Um, 
I do make candles. That'd be a fun thing to talk about. Anyways, okay, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm ready for bed. Yes. Um, thank you so much for listening, you guys. Yeah. We appreciate you so much. Love you. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.